I will try to be brief. As I said, once we have kudeta, then we have death. Once we say no to kudeta, then we say yes to life. And we have the responsibility of protecting the life of every single citizen. I'm proud to be Haitian. I'm glad to see how many Haitians understand about the necessity of moving towards life and rejecting coup d'etat. Clearly, some others mean to keep thinking about that direction, and I encourage them because this is what we need. And I may add what we will have for the coming six months, elections, to renew our parliament, will mean life instead of coup d'etat. Dialogue, compromise, elections, that's what we need. Thank you. Hello guys, welcome to the 19th episode of the 1804. Um, this one will probably be a, a short one. We'll be we'll be getting it right into the European day that Ariel Henry, as well as other sanctioned um, figures of Haiti, attended, um, hosted by the European Union. And we'll also be looking at a document that was floating around the internet um, regarding a number of families in Haiti that are uh, financing gangs. It looks like an official government document. However, we'll take it with a grain of salt, um, considering the fact that I still can't confirm where exactly it's from. And from past experience as well, um, when these type of documents um, get passed around on the internet, I've seen situations where it's been altered just to make it seem like there is something suspicious or there is, uh, there is a story within the document. Um, but that's why we'll take it. When I get to that, we'll take it with a grain of salt. So let's get started here. We have yesterday. It was the it was Europe Day, um, European Day. So the European Union had invited a bunch of delegates, um, um, leaders of countries that kind of linked to the European Union. Um, Haiti did sign some sort of um, the relation. I'll read it here, but there's there's one relation with Haiti. I'll read it here. Um, the political relations between the European Union and the Republic of Haiti are part of the overall framework of the European Union's partnership with the Africa, Caribbean, Pacific countries through the Cotonou Agreement signed in 2000. I have no, I have to look into that. The Cotonou Agreements, no clue what it is. This partnership contains two main components. One is politic, the purpose of which they enable the country to consolidate the democratic transition that began 30 years ago. The other, the development partnership, which aims to support the Haitian state non-state organizations and civil society in achieving a, the sustainable development goals by placing education, state reform, economic and financial governments and transparency at the heart of the action priorities through the new neighborhood development cooperation and international cooperation instrument. So this is the relation to the European Union and Haiti, basically similar to all other agencies or NGOs, kind of the same blah, 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 trying to help out the country, improve dialogue, provide support. Um, so now, the there was Ariel Henry that attended, de facto prime minister, 
suspect. He could be, he's a suspect for me in this assassination. He had a call with one of the prime suspects. So definitely, and this was published as well by the CBC, Miami Herald, a bunch of big publications. You can go find it. Um, he had two phone calls with them, one of the main suspects for the assassination of former president, um, Jovenel Moise. But what was also interesting is that there was two other sanctioned, um, I caught my eye, there was two other sanctioned um, figures that went um, by name of Jean-Henri Seyan and last, the other guy, former president as well, Priver. Um, so give me, I'll show you something here. So this is just a list, um, the Canadian sanctions uh, that were placed on uh, many figures in Haiti. Um in the past, even a CARICOM um, that Franco, that Francophonie event that Trudeau attended somewhere, I believe in Tunisia, when he announced some of you, uh, one of few, the first sanctions, he always had made a call for, regardless if it's for political play, we don't know. Um, he, he's always made a call of like the U.S. aligning with their sanctions and the U.N. as well. Um, so... In terms of sanction list, I'm sure people are aware or officials are aware of who and who are not sanctioned in, by Canada. Um, and if not, you can literally go on the website and, and, and see. But just to show you here. Um, so one of the people that attended this European day that was invited to be at the, the European, uh, 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 an event hosted by the European Union, um, Jocelyn Priver, he's accused of basically... Also, obviously, Canada's listening to individuals, but I'm not focusing on Sukar here. But you'll see, participating in gross and systemic human rights violation in Haiti, engage in acts that threaten the peace, security, and stability of Haiti. Uh, mainly, he's been accused of financing gangs and arming gangs as well. And then you also had, what's his name? Jean-Henri Seyan, former uh, prime minister of Haiti. Um, for the same thing. So these guys were sanctioned. So you can see here, Jean-Louis Seyan, former prime minister, sanctioned November 17th. So it's been a while. And then you've got Jocelyn Priver, um, sanctioned February 15th. Okay. So my question was always like, I'll play the video here, but <laughs> they're at the European, they're at an event hosted by a European Union. And these guys are known in Haiti already for being corrupt. Like most of them are corrupt. Um, they're already known for that, yet they get invited to the European Union, an event hosted by the European Union for, for Europe Day, which has, I'm sorry, almost has nothing to do with Haiti, like, at all. So even then, them being invited was a little stupid to me, but I'll play the clip and I'll go on. And, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, literally, people are going up to shake his hand. <laughs> or he's going up there, too. But he's literally not even elect an elected president. Like, not even an elected president. And I always wonder if these people, if they know. Well, I'm sure a lot of them know and they act like they don't because what are they going to say? But... Like, what the hell is going on? C'est avec plaisir que je vous en parle 
à la célébration de la journée de l'Europe, ce 9 mai, date importante pour la communauté européenne, forte aujourd'hui de 27 pays. Au fil du temps, la République d'Haïti a tissé des liens solides et privilégiés avec cette communauté, tant à travers ses objectifs que sa vision. Aujourd'hui, dans un cadre multilatéral, presque tous les pays du monde reconnaissent la nécessité de renforcer leur solidarité et de ne pas agir en action solo pour faire face aux défis et aux menaces qu'affronte notre planète. Car l'enjeu est de taille. Hey, like, this is ridiculous, all right? So they're all enjoying, I'm, sure, I'm assuming this is another Haitian. They're all enjoying their wine. They're not even, that's the thing. They're not even qualified to be doing their jobs because they literally, in Haiti, if it's your first time seeing this, I've mentioned this before. A lot of countries like Haiti, they go in, the money is in, if, it's in politics. If you don't have a business, it's in politics. That's where you're going to make a lot of your money. A lot of them join in, get these positions. Most of them are not qualified. Like, for example, this is another, you can go, I'll reference my other episode, but a bunch of judges weren't even qualified to be judges or prosecutors, I just say. And then yet they're still doing the job, but very corrupt. Um, these guys, too, uh, were in Haiti. A lot of money is in politics. So they literally, they join, they get a minister position, and it is do the bidding of whoever's really in charge. So when you look at the international community, um, oligarchs, um, and that's when you get into the financing of gangs and them getting involved in the gangs as well. Um, but back to this, um, you see, like right here, Jean Rissean, and you have right in the middle, former prime minister who's sanctioned by Canada. And then you've got Privert on the left side, who's also sanctioned, both enjoying, well, at least one of them's wearing some white wine. I'm sure he had some wine too, enjoyed himself. But I'm just curious, like, what was the reasoning? What, what was the thought process of them being invited to this event and not maybe aligning to um, aligning to the sanctions that Canada had put in place? Uh, knowing the fact that they are involved in um, in financing gangs as well. Il faut agir and this is the funny this right here this is fabrice fabrice or fabrice Maurier. he's the ambassador to haiti from france so it's french and those you don't know again france former call um former colonizer of haiti fun fact um so like for example like haiti that would like that terribly what we call haiti today used to belong to france before the revolution anyways so he's here showing face, like showing face. Yet he knows this is why this whole thing is some bullshit. He knows Ariel Henry is a de facto prime minister. Like he's not, they're not stupid. Okay. And then you have Jean Rissayan, which I'm sure you read up the news too, or talk to Ambassador Carrière, which is the, um, Sébastien Carrière is the, um, K ambassador to Haiti. Um, I'm sure you know who's on this sanctioned list. And yet they're still invited to this event and they've never looked, they've never looked happier. Nous constitue une voix qui peut parfois paraître commode, mais qui est en réalité sans issue. 
sans solidarité entre les nations, nos peuples ne réaliseront aucun progrès durable, n'établiront pas des conditions d'une paix stable, ni de développement humain équitable. Nos peuples ne construiront simplement pas un avenir d'espoir pour nos enfants et nos petits-enfants. Cette solidarité est indispensable et nous découvrons qu'elle est vitale. Elle est le sens profond du partenariat que la République d'Haïti, l'Union européenne et ses États membres bâtissent ensemble depuis de nombreuses décennies. Like, I wonder if they know their jobs, in a sense, it's almost, in Haiti at least, I'm talking about Fabrice Moria is almost useless. Like, literally, what are you doing? Like, if there if there's this talk about making Haiti um, a better country and, and trying to help out, and I'll go back to what the, that stupid Cotonou agreements thing that they signed back in 2000, but they had a sentence here. I'll, re I'll reread the whole paragraph, so again. This partnership contains two main components. One is pol politic, the purpose of which is to enable the country to consolidate a democratic institution that began 30 years ago. The other, the development partnership, which aims to support Haitian state, non-state organizations, and civil society in achieving a sustainable development goals by placing education, state reform, and economic financial governments trans and transparency at the heart of action priorities through the new, new Neighborhood Development Cooperation International Cooperation Instrument. So you want to do all these great things and help out, but you can't even do the bare minimum of actually calling out. And then again, I'm not being naive here. I'm just trying to show, um, um, show you the bullshit that's going on. Nowhere I'm naive thinking that um, the, the, the former colonial power in France with its embassy um, and other interests such as the United States and Canada would come out and blatantly say, oh, Ariel Henry is uh, corrupt, blah, blah, and all that stuff. Um, he's not the real prime minister because when, when Jovenel Moïse died, they were all jumping up to support, already legitimize his power. So from day one, they already legitimized his power um, once the assassination happened. So not being naive there. But really, if you're trying to really, if you're trying to be consistent, really say you want to help out a country, the bare minimum you can do, the bare minimum you can do is actually follow like coordinate a sanction um, sanction across the board, which was my problem um, with um, Dominican Republic. Eventually did it, but that was my problem with the Dominican Republic because um, you had a lot of sanctions from Canada, a few from the U.S., which we'll get to, and then the DR was had no had placed no sanction till um, early May, I believe, late April. They had to put up a, a lot of sanctions. Whether they're doing an effect or not, we don't. We'll never know. But at least they had later on, they had coordinated because what would happen, like a lot of these Haitian politics, they don't spend their time in, in, in Canada, nor do they have a lot of assets in Canada. Some do, but most of them are in the States, Haiti or Dominican Republic. Like they have a lot of their interests there because if you guys don't know, first time viewing it, um, Haiti, Dominican Republic share a border on one island. So they just cross over and have all their assets or they can just cross over and have all of the um and have sorry have all their assets and still live comfortably comfortably and have um money in their bank account still so if you're really trying to help out a country the least you can do really is not <laughs> that's what i find it's not invite the um uh, people that are sanctioned to an event in europe like it's not consistent at all which then again 
leads to me saying like already there was a CBC article come came out that um which showed that um Canada has not collected a dime really um since or, or reserved a dime since the sanctions were in place um in Canada um and the example they had they had um they had used for that in the article is Ronny Celestin another politician who lives in Laval had bought a 3.4 million dollar house dudes from Haiti 3.4 million dollar house so already if it's not a business which he doesn't own a bit there's no business politics this person they don't pay you a million dollar salary um to do politics in Haiti I believe he was a minister if yeah I believe it was about double check but regardless he's a politician yet he was able to buy a 3.4 million dollar house to me and to most common people that know this drug money right yet the CBC article showed that they weren't even um they haven't even collected the house he had bought a 3.4 million dollar house back in 2020 2021 he's sanctioned in Canada he has an asset in Canada yet nothing's happened apparently according to CBC so you're inviting to your Inviting two sanctions guys to your to a, an event by Europe, it doesn't look the effort in terms of trying to help Haiti and making it better. It, it doesn't look consistent, which then again leads me to believe even more. Again, it's adding more proof that a lot of these stuff is just to show that they're kind of doing something. It was like the same thing when Canada deployed that aircraft to do for site surveying, hovering over Haiti. We've never heard we've never heard a follow up with that right like even the government of haiti hadn't even put a statement out it was the it was we learned when canada was doing this it was canada that just announced it randomly the haitian government never said anything about it and then they had the other thing where um uh, canada had the boats um on the coast of haiti's um waters just to evaluate and to see gang activity like how long did that take and how much data can you gather in that i believe it was three weeks they spent three weeks or a month how much data can you gather so anyways just to show you that i'm not gonna play the whole speech here because it's basically just him talking about uh wanting to help haiti and all that all that bullshit the regular stuff you would say on at an event like this um but just to point out the fact that we really need to look at these um, really value these international elf efforts to help haiti and actually look at if it's helping my belief, and this is just my opinion, I don't, I think this is just political play. I think whoever will be the next, um, the next election, I believe wh whoever will be the next president of Haiti will still probably do the bidding of the United States, Canada, and the international community. I highly doubt they would let that, um, especially after the fact that the Jovenel Moïse assassination seems to be have been orchestrated by the United States. I doubt that they would go through all this just to have a guy not do their bidding and keep on the status quo in Haiti. Just my personal belief. But let me know what you guys think down in the comment section. Que nous avons en commun. Je veux citer notamment l'appropriation des stratégies de développement. La participation. Just so you guys don't, just so you guys know, 
if you guys is your first episode watching this too just to give you more context i actually hate this dude i can't stand him like because he's literally dude was handpicked to be prime minister at the time um Moise was president dude is a neurosurgeon like he has no political background really he's tied to a lot of names a lot of even before he um was in a spotlight at least in the spotlight for haiti um there was a lot he's associated he's associated to a lot of names a lot of corrupt names in in haiti um however dude generally was just a neurosurgeon before this and then he became the de facto prime minister just like that because they needed a puppet to <laughs> do the bidding for them until the next election Julien Moïse was pissing them off. Situation à la vie économique, politique et sociale de toutes les couches de la société, du secteur privé et de la société civile. Le rôle central du dialogue et le respect des engagements mutuels. Au fil du temps, l'Union européenne est devenue un acteur majeur de la scène Pour nous, Haïtiens, elle est un partenaire de croix qui reste à l'écoute de nos besoins et de nos attentes. This, if you don't understand French, she just said the European is still an important partner um, for Haiti and they continue to listen to their needs. But honestly, like, then again, Haiti is one example of many, but what really have they done for you? Like, really? Like, you could even argue, like, just on a foreign aid perspective, and that's another topic, the, like, in terms of the politics of foreign aid. But just from a foreign aid perspective, like, you could argue the United States has done way more. As much, I'm not even proud of that, but I'm saying the United States has done way more um, than the, U the European Union. That's And even if you're counting France... Like just France specifically, I still think in terms of foreign aid providing, the U.S. has done more. So, Je veux. by the way, not advocating foreign aid is good. There's another to that's another topic. But if you're just looking at what the products that's going in the country, yeah, way more than European Union. Au nom du gouvernement et du peuple haïtien, exprimez notre appréciation pour le soutien apporté à notre pays. Haïti doit prendre son destin en main et nous comptons sur nos partenaires de l'Union européenne pour qu'ils acceptent d'inscrire leurs efforts dans la ligne des plans, programmes et projets que nous définissons dans le cadre d'une politique publique. Nous souhaitons que l'Union européenne comprenne cette démarche so I'm not gonna play the whole video. You can catch the clip on YouTube if you want, but basically just talking about the European, blah 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 blah. He's not really saying much, honestly. Like they literally this is probably just an event for them. It was an excuse for them to go to Europe. That's what it looks like to me. Just have fun, chill, have wine. These are the leaders of Haiti, by the way. Like, while most of the population is poor, can't even eat, even though there's an abundance of food for everyone in the world, abundance of food in Haiti, 
people are living in shit and these guys are going to events talking about European, <laughs> talking about the European Union and they can't even do shit for their own country. And even as a de facto, and that's the more telling part. He's a de facto prime minister. He's got power to actually do things. He's got power. Yet, doesn't really do much. Doesn't, doesn't never had a plan. Doesn't, can't really push a needle anywhere. Like, he doesn't do anything really in the short time that he'll be prime minister. Like, has literally done zero. Any job, if me, you, we do, we do some, we do nothing at our job, we get fired. Once you get to a certain class, like, if you're a politician, you got a bunch of chances. If in Haiti, if you're in Haiti, you can literally do anything you want. You can finance gangs, be involved with um, people that finance gangs, which do other things, uh, which are involved in sexual assault, rape, and all that stuff, like, you seem to get a pass. So next up here, um, this was a, then again, this was a letter floating around from a Ministère de l'Intérieur in Haiti. So apparently, this is an official document. Um, that, and again, leaking around, still can't confirm whether it's legitimate or not. Um, but um, in terms of the format, that's usually the format. I can tell you that's usually the, the, the standard format for these type of government documents in Haiti. Um, but then again, this could have been um, edited. So I'll go over here. Um, and people, the reason there's a circle here, I didn't put this, but people had, um, where I took the screenshot, people um, had circled the day because it was close to the assassination that happened on July 7th. So Avril, May, June, yeah, so about three months, three months. Um, people are attention today saying it's close, but I'll read them. I'll read the letter here. 1400 trafiquants des armes et feux et munitions en Haïti depuis août 2009. So, basically, apparently, this is the uh, name of 14, uh, 14 families that have been trafficking arms in Haiti since 2009. So, I'll read the, um, the text in French here. Le ministère de l'Intérieur des Collectivités Territoriales, en accord avec les services de renseignement de la police nationale d'Haïti, la Direction centrale de la police judiciaire et la Commission nationale et des armements de démantèlement et de réinstallation. Jesus, that's a long. They need to change that name. That is too long. Yeah, whatever. CNDDR, la CNDDR, that's a long acronym. À l'honneur de vous soumettre confidentiellement la liste de 14 familles faisant le trafic des armes en feu et munitions illégalement en quantité sur la base de leur influence politique et économique de 2010 jusqu'à date sur les territoires nationaux. I'm going to name a lot of big names here. Some of them I'm not familiar with. Some of them do, but um, you have Biggio. Oh, this is Robert Biggio, so. My apologies. I thought he was referring to Gilbert Biggio, the, the, the uh, oligarch, but it might be a different one. But I'll go down here. You got Accra, Sheriff Abdallah, which is another oligarch that was sanctioned by Canada. Um, you've got Ronnie Celestin. Ronnie Celestin, that's the guy I mentioned earlier that lives in, that bought the house in Laval, Quebec. That's him. Um, and he's also sanctioned by, by Canada as well for financing gangs. Um, Hervé Foucan, I believe he's sanctioned. Laurent Salvador Lamotte, he was a former prime minister as well. Um, he's also accused of financing gangs and even another prosecutor, well, this prosecutor, this Arnel Belizeur, this other politician who's now <laughs> sanctioned as well, had accused them of actually buying, ordering a bunch of ARs from Israel 
and then um sending them to Haiti. But the ship the way the shipment shipment route went, it was it went from Israel, then went to Haiti. I mean from Israel shipped to Canada and then from Canada shipped to Haiti. And it was a bunch of ARs and he has suspected that it was not for the um he has suspected it was for to arming his gangs because at the time though um Laura Lamotte was saying or his excuse is he was arming the the Haitian National Police. So two guys sanctioned I do believe I'm like I still think he was financing gangs, I'm sure trying to save face there. And then you have also Andy Apad, another known um oligarch here. So we'll take this with a grain of salt, but this is an interesting list. Um and it would be a nice proper investigation. Now if you're outside of like if people in Haiti, if they see these names and they talk, they're sure this these names would not be surprising. Um, however, the, I noticed two names that are not on that list. And you'll know it's um another oligarch or businessman in Haiti, which is t- who's also allegedly um tied to financing gangs, which I would not be surprised as well. Dimitri Volb, um from Ger- uh, German descent. But he's Haitian. And you also got um what's his name? Oh, uh Reginald Boulos. Um Haitian, but from Lebanese descent. Um, but he's Haitian. So those two names have yet to be <laughs> um named in any type of sanctions, which I find very, very suspicious, considering the fact that they had even um Although sometimes like a it's like a some of these sanctions can, can be interpreted as a warning or saying like oh guys you better get your shit together, um, even guys like D- um, Dimitri Volb and Jean- um, Reginald Boulos have not been named um, in the, any type of sanctions or shown in this document. So if this is real, which I can't confirm again, um, it would be very interesting the fact that they don't their names are not on this list because if you go down to Haiti. Or talking people in the diaspora, um, they're usually known, names that get brought up in terms of the um, what's going on in Haiti. And if you've li- looked at the um, documentary Another Vision, um, this is by then again collaborative effort by Dan Cohen and Kim Ives, which shows um, the uprising and the revolutionary Jimmy Cherizier and the support he has and what his kind of his background and what he's trying to accomplish and things he's gone through part of this in the documentary um he claimed jimmy cherizier um a revolutionary which I, I i support um he claimed that um reginald boulos had ordered gave had offered him a sum of money i i need to go check how much money i believe it was thirty thousand. it could have been maybe less but he had to give him a sum i'd offered him a sum of money to go burn a comp- another competitor uh competitor's um car dealership across the street and Jimmy Cherizier said no and and left it at that so his name has been Reginald Boulos' name has been named multiple times in these types of um you look corruption or any type of gang activities so his name has yet to be brought up yet in any type of sanction or shown in this document which is suspicious but back to this, assuming this is true, right here, I could see this being a reason as to why, again, an added on reason as to why Jumel Moïse was assassinated. 
um, if there wasn't because we already know there was an investigation going on in terms of um, a list, allegedly a list of traffickers or people involved in gangs in Haiti that he wanted to prepare and submit to the U.S. Justice Department or to the U.S. to do an investigation. Although thinking about that now, who knows it, where that investigation would have gone, considering the fact you're going to give it to the U.S. Um, well, yeah. So just keep in mind, guys. A lot of these time, a lot when you see these moves, sanction, uh, country sanctions another person specifically doesn't necessarily mean that they're really affected by these sanctions, honestly, or they're not aligned. They're not aligned as well. And like I said, I always believe if you're going to do a sanction, like really sanctioned, it, they need to all align. Right. If you're really trying to help out this country, Haiti, to me, it would make it doesn't make sense how Canada, U.S., European Union or the UN don't have an all aligned sanction list of these guys, because then it could be a situation like, OK, well, Canada, um, you have this person on your sanction list. Can we get this in? And then, sorry, let me rephrase that. Let's say Canada got approached by European Union saying, hey, you've got um, say on your sanction list. Can we ask why? They could easily provide that info to them. I'm sure they have the proper channels to provide that info and say as to why. Um, and there's no and then. If that's not enough, then you can look at the the American sanctions, see the amount of Haitian politicians that are also sanctioned there to make your decision. There was no need for Henri Seyan and um, Priver, um, two, two corrupt sanctioned figures at the European, uh, uh, an event hosted by a European Union. That makes zero sense to me. Like no relate, like, um, like no relations, but like, it's the same thing, like, you got a lot of oligarchs, well, different story, but the uh, a lot of NATO countries had had sanctioned a lot of um, Russian oligarchs, okay? You you sanctioned them, but would they, would they be allowed to enter Canada, U.S.? Were they able to purchase, were they able to buy land, buy houses? I doubt it. They wouldn't let these Russian oligarchs come into the country and do that. Come on. So, all I'm saying, they have to just really... If you're really talking about helping out a country, just keep that same energy across the board. So then I don't look at it and look at it and it looks suspicious to me. Because at the end of the day, all, all of this looks suspicious. Um, doesn't really look they're really trying to help. These are all smart. These are all smart people. If they're really trying to help, they would actually go down and actually try and help, really. But you know how it is <laughs> if you've been watching um, the 1804. All right, guys. This is it for me. That's all I want to sh um, share with you. If you got a chance, please like and subscribe. I appreciate your um, your support. It's been fun making these videos and really bringing what, um, what's going on in Haiti and sometimes all across the world as well. So thank you very much for tuning in, guys, and take care. See you soon.